This is Let's Talk About from Style Canada. And let me tell you, we're talking. Let's face it, we talk a lot. We talk about things we love, hot topics, and anything in between. But what about the things we don't talk about? What about the things we want to know but don't know how to ask? Don't worry, we've got you covered. Let's expand our horizons. Let's talk about it. everyone and welcome. This week we're talking about being the bachelorette with Tasha Adams. Tasha is known and loved by all as the former bachelorette, ending the season engaged to New Yorker Zach Clark. She was the first biracial lead on the show, a proud daughter of a black father and Latina mother, remaining connected to her heritage on both sides. She's a fellow podcaster as the host of Clickbait with Bachelor Nation, and she first appeared on the Bachelor franchise as Colton on Colton Underwood season, landing among the final contenders for his heart. She instantly won over Bachelor Nation with her infectious energy and became a fan favorite. She then returned to TV on the sixth season of The Bachelor in Paradise, and her recent proposal from fiancé Zach Clark was declared one of the best TV scenes of the year by The Washington Post. <laughs> a bi-coastal girl, Tisha lives in both Los Angeles and New York and is currently training for the New York and London Marathons. Tisha, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me, guys. This is so fun. I, I, I can really hear your accent, and I love accents, and I think that just spices everything up. Well, we know so you had I'm a happy can- to be here. Good. We know you had a Canadian on your season, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But my gosh, how are you finding time to train for marathons right now? You know, um, it's kind of difficult, especially where I'm at currently, um, and with how busy my schedule is. But uh, I definitely put it out in the universe now, so I can't back it down now. So I'm trying to work out as much as I possibly can on my downtime. Um, it's just so about f- fitting it in, balance. That's Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're excited to see. New York's in October, right? Isn't Or is that the half that's in... Um, that's a half. I believe it's in, um, Jesus. I feel like it's in December. Okay. Yeah. That might be right. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I used to live in the West village and they would come down the West side highway there. So yeah, very cool. Well, exciting for you. Thank you. Zach keeps like showing me different routes around like the city. Like, oh yeah, you're going to be running down like all the way down here. Like, I, I don't think I've actually realized what I signed up for. Oh yeah. Like it's like the five boroughs, right? Like you got, you're going yeah. for it. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you. You have such a great energy. We, you know, mm-hmm. I think that came across so much on the season and you came, you know, whenever Chris Harrison says something about what is it that like the unprecedented season of the bachelorette yours really was i think yes, very much so. so how did that all like come to be like how did you come to be the lead what was the process up to that you know what it's all about at least i believe divine timing everything happens when it's supposed to even if we don't believe that and it was so last minute like i had told people like yeah i, I got the phone call and i left 36 hours later and that is an actual truth I did not know prior to that. Um, there were talks about who was going to be the bachelor a couple months prior. And it was like me and Claire. And actually, Claire wasn't on even in talks then, but it was like me, Tia, and other girls. Um, and so I was kind of aware of it then, but then I was called and was like, it wasn't you. So I said, okay. And I kind of just like put it to bed at that point until <laughs> one fine morning when I got a phone call and I was like, you want me to do what? <laughs> so it just kind of came out of nowhere, but I honestly feel like that was like the best situation for me. Cause I think if I had too much time to prep, it, it could backfire. I, I like to stay up here a little bit too much sometimes. So 
Yeah, it was great. I just kind of went with it with no expectations and just was myself. It seemed like you were having a great time. Like I rewatched the, uh, your first episode and you just came in with such an energy and like openness and it just really came across. So I think. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You don't really know how to prepare for that. You know, you just kind of like, all right. Hi. (laughs) So that's just what I did. I just kind of, yeah. Took it day by day, hour by hour, if you will. That leads perfectly actually into our next question. Besides, I mean, of course, it's every girl's dream to be the bachelorette. Maybe not every girl, but most girls, I think, have these great men in every season, though, that it becomes really difficult for the lead. So, you know, what did you find most difficult about being the lead and managing so many relationships at once? I feel like I can barely manage one sometimes. So how do you manage 20 or more? I mean, at first, well, at first it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like how often do you have 20 guys like looking right at you? It was like, yeah, you're it. And I'm like, what me? And that was, I was really living my life the first um, couple of days. And then I started getting some feelings and I started having to learn how to navigate and really compartmentalize how I was feeling about each guy, which is also so bizarre, if you will. But it really was just like, I just remember being in their position and how much like I was putting forth, like trying to make a connection with, you know, Colton at the time. And so I just put myself in their shoes and I was like, I'm going to give them undivided attention and I'm going to see if this is actually something. And it's really fun because like, when do you have the opportunity to date 20 different, like completely different guys? And really get to explore those relationships and figure out what you really do want or what you don't want, or you know what, this could be actually really good for me. So I just really, it was tough, but you try to just have grace on yourself and grace on the guys and you've kind of figured it out. I don't know. It just kind of comes naturally, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. So unnatural though, but natural. It's so unnatural. It's so unnatural. I mean, besides a few exceptions, including, you know, Matt James, the most recent bachelor, the next lead is usually chosen from contenders from the last season. So, you know, what made you want to decide to apply for the show in the first place, being that it was Colton's season? You know what? I never personally applied. This is not something I ever thought I would ever do. In fact, I never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette ever. I used to, um, there's, there was girls in my high school that would watch it every Monday and I'm like, whatever. Like I would never be one of those girls. And now I'm like, oh my God, you guys, it's me. And so I'm like watching it all with them. But um, my girlfriend actually nominated me two of them. And so it kind of just came out of nowhere. I remember getting the first phone call and I was like, I'm sorry, who is this? Like, I'm not interested, but thank you so much. And again, divine timing, it just kind of happens the way that it's supposed to. And yeah, I just kind of, I don't want to say it fell into my lap because obviously I did some work, you know, but I think it just found me when I was, when I was ready and when I was, it was meant to be. Yeah. And that was obviously after your, your first mm-hmm. marriage, I'm assuming, and then coming into Colton season. So were you, did you have any doubts though? And, and, you know, take away Colton season, even from it, just in general, did you have any doubts that this process would work? Cause you said you hadn't really watched, you know, much of it. So when you heard the process, were you like, what, how does this, how does this actually end up being? Or did you trust the process? Oh, well, you know, I always heard so much of my girlfriends talking about like, oh my God, they're so cute. Oh my gosh, they're falling in love. So like, I heard all the, like the, 
fun, um, like, uh, I, I wouldn't say like realistic tidbits, but like, it seemed like it was always working. Like it seemed like they were finding love. It just seemed like that was naturally the progression of the show. And like, it always worked out. So when I was starting to consider it, I didn't really think of it as being a show. I really thought like I could possibly find love on this. Like I know some people do go in there with intentions of like, you know, whatever it may be getting exposure for themselves, but that was really not my intention. I mean, if it, you know, and I had a lot of doubts. Number one, I had never told anybody I told about three people and then my friends kind of figured it out that I was divorced, but I didn't really talk about my divorce. I was very ashamed at the time. So that was my biggest hesitation. I was talking to them and I'm like, no, like I'm going to have to talk about the fact that I'm divorced and people are going to know. I don't want to, that was my main reason for not wanting to go on the show that. And I don't know. Um, not knowing what to do. I feel like those are my doubts. You know, what if it didn't work out? Okay. Like I had a marriage not work out. So that didn't really scare me too much. It was more so just like letting people in because I'm a very private person. Here at Style Canada, we focus on lifting up the divas around us. That's why we support female run and Canadian company Diva International, best known for their incredible product, the Diva Cup. The Diva Cup is made from 100% medical grade silicone and is a durable, waste-free option for periods. The Diva Cup is also the only menstrual cup in North America to have a recycling program. To learn more on how the Diva Cup is made and why to make the switch, check out their website, divacup.com. I can see that. Like you definitely would have to make a decision that you're either going to be open and there and and be there for the whole process, or it's probably better to kind of not just do that. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be all in. You like, you expose so much of yourself and, and the show is, unfortunately it allows a lot of people to kind of like chime in on your life and like your last, your past decisions and what moves you make. And, and, and it's hard, you know what I mean? And so that's, it's something that was so intimate to me that I didn't really want to let people in on, but I'm so freaking happy I did because it was just like a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders and it allowed me to become the person I am today. Yeah. And I think seeing you, cause then I also rewatched the last episode where Zach proposes and seeing you two together is so, it really is like the TV kind of moment. Like the post said, like you guys seem so sweet and so happy. And so I guess at the end of the day, like all worth it. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, if you would have told me when I was being divorced, like, don't worry about it. You're going to go on a show. You're going to find your next fiance slash husband. And you're going to be so freaking happy. I would have been like, Okay. (laughs) I would have never believed that, but yeah, I feel like it's also another reason why it just is working. I think like him and I were just really genuine and not saying that the other guys were, it's just like what we truly found was something that we were really looking for love. We were really looking for someone to spend our lives with. And, um, I think that just speaks for itself. You know what I mean? Can you tell with the contestants on the show, like who is not there for the right reasons? Like, can you tell right away or does it take a second? No, I mean, I can tell, but I'm also a really good judge of character. And I feel like, um, one of my things is I observe people, you know, I'm a a little shy at first or a little quiet, but it's because I'm just looking around and I'm watching. Um, but you can tell, you know, there's people like, instead of worrying about, 
I don't know, freaking out about normal things or like worried where the camera is and like what they look like, or, um, I don't know, just always trying to say the right things. You can just sniff it out. Our tuition, our intuition is so good. (laughs) I'm telling you. I could see that. Yeah. (laughs) I guess being in lockdown for a while, well, in Canada we are, and I guess we're going in again, but we're, we've been watching your season. We've been watching that season. That's all we have to do. So we're going to talk about some standouts that we actually need to get the tea on. So the first up is Blake, of course, the token Canadian. Well, maybe not token, but he's from the same area as Elise and I in Canada, which is kind of a weird coincidence, but no um, yeah, way. He's from Hamilton, I think, which is kind of halfway between where me and Elise are right now. So uh, kind of a weird situation. It's such a big country and we're all so close and we don't know. (laughs) We don't all know each other either. So what, what was your um, impression of Blake? I mean, we know him now. He wasn't the guy for you, but uh, what was your first impression? To be honest with you, I thought Blake was and is a very passionate person. I, I don't, I have no negative thoughts on him. I think he was another person that was really invested into the you know, journey or the process, if you will, with Claire being the first bachelorette there. And I think he really tried to give it his all. And I think with me, he tried to do as well as he can. I was like putting that on the back burner and trying to focus on me and trying to see if there was a connection there. And I thought he was great. I, I really think he's a sweet guy. He was probably one of the people that I can really see being friends after everything. Because he, I don't know, he kind of gave me some shit at times. Then I liked <laughs> held you accountable. <laughs> yeah. Accountable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. And but he's he also has this weird side, man. I don't know, but I, I noticed this with Canadians, okay? You guys have like this quirkiness to you. <laughs> but that's why we love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> that's too funny. Yeah. Well, and I think your season had like really important topics dealt with. And one of those being Ben and, you know, his discussions around mental health and the stigma around suicide, eating disorders. How did you kind of like, how do you let those conversations happen? Like how, how are you feeling, I guess, in those situations? You know, I really care for people. And at the end of the day, a relationship, like I want to know like your inner workings, not just, your superficial things that you show the world. Like, I want to know what really makes you you. And, and I think that's what was so important for me to get to know about all the guys and him expressing that to me didn't make me scared or nervous or any of that kind of stuff. It just made me want to like give him a hug and, and, and try to nurture him. I think that's something that my mom has probably instilled in me, but you know, I think it's so important that we have those conversations because they're so much more common than we, not than we realize, but then we talk about, you know, mm-hmm. and for something like that to be broadcasted on a show that is in millions of homes was really special. And at the time I didn't think like, oh my gosh, so many people are going to be affected by this. It was more of like, I just want to get to know you. I knew there was so much more to him and, um, it was really intimate and, um, I'm just really, I feel really honored that he was able to share that with me because I know he hadn't shared that in the past with even his loved ones. So, After celebrating Sustainability Month in April, we have been looking for ways to reduce our footprint. And we realized that period products create a massive amount of waste each month. Enter Diva Cup. Made from 100% medical grade silicone, the Diva Cup is a durable, waste-free option for periods. 
Diva Cup is also the only menstrual cup in North America to have a recycling program. Reducing check, reusing check, recycling check. To keep up with the latest from Diva International, follow at the Diva Cup and at Kuneen Diva Cup. And I think too, like, it's just it such a, t- I guess your season just really had a lot of these important conversations in a time though, too, in society where we like needed to be mm-hmm. having some of these important conversations. Like, I feel like if, if we were to all just see, you know, beautiful people going on fun dates, like that's just not the reality of dating right. ever probably, but specifically now. <laughs> it's kind of right? crazy. I completely agree with you. Like, I don't know if people would have appreciated it. I'm sure they would have, but I don't know if people would have appreciated it as much if like we were just doing everything that we normally do, like traveling, trying to do this and that. And just like, you know, we were at our homes and it was such a time where we were looking for connection and we just wanted to see authenticity and something that looked like what we were experiencing. And that was more just like raw emotions. It wasn't anything like, you know, I don't know, sugar, like sugar coated and just trying to like superficial conversations. It was something that was just like real intense and raw. And like, we had, we were all crying in 2020, I feel like. And so it was just like a thing um, that we all needed to see on television. Yeah, no, I think that sometimes watching these types of shows, not just like the bachelor franchise, but kind of reality shows in general, we're like, are they even in the same world as we are? Are they in a bubble? Where are they? So yeah, that was so nice to see. And especially with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement coming about last summer in a a huge way. Um, Your conversations with Ivan, I know, you know, were very lasting um, and very impactful. So how important was that to, you know, find that connection with someone who was in a similar position to yourself and be able to have those conversations when, you know, you didn't know if you were going to be able to talk about it with anyone potentially while you were there? It was just important. But first of all, it's just because I felt safe with him, I think. As those conversations started to come out, I, obviously I wanted, it was something that I wanted to talk about, but I feel like acknowledging that it is such an, I don't know, it's a, it's a gut-wrenching conversation. It's, it's a reality that a lot of um, mixed people, African-Americans, just like people of different ethnicities have to um, face on a daily on the daily, but in order to have somebody in front of you, that's actually able to connect with you is such a different feeling. And truly I had never been with someone intimately or, or romantically that was able to really connect with me on that forefront, but also black lives matter was something was so prominent in that time. So I never really had like that intense moment that I could have with another person until then. And so when I did have Ivan in front of me and we were able to freely talk about it. And at first I was like, are the cameras going to stop? Because not because they don't allow you to talk like that, but it's not something you always see, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Right. And they just were like, keep going, like have your conversation. And the fact that they didn't, they allowed me to do that. Um, and I'm going to say they allowed me because they really did give me that space. And I appreciate them for not editing it to the point where it was like butchered and it wasn't what it was. And they knew how important it was. And so it was, it was, it was a really cool thing to see. And I think that that that's special to see from ABC and from the bachelor franchise. And I think for all of us to see, like, 
the first step is like having these conversations, right? And so to put it on a major network like that, like kudos for that, I I think. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, now we know though that the, you know, fairy tale ending is the one and only Zach. Like as Elise said earlier, I loved that ending. She loved that ending. Everyone loved the ending. But so what's the situation right now? He is with me, which has been amazing because I'm not going to lie at first, you know, we are in a new relationship and then being like, Hey, I got a job. I'm going to go away for a couple months. He was kind of like, okay, I'm very happy for you, but wait, what? So, um, it's tough, but the fact is like, he has a very busy job. I have a very busy job. Um, but he was able to come out and see me. And, and I think that means the most and it's kind of what you have to do in a relationship. So thank God he got his little butt out here because I needed it. I um, needed it. Of course, over the process, we, as the viewers, we're getting a curated edited version of this, but when did you know he was the one, when did you kind of look at him and think like, this is, this is kind of it. Wait, I want to ask you when you oh, think. Oh, goodness. No, you're really testing me. <laughs> I feel like it was maybe, I feel like there was something about like um, like a hot tub. Was that like kind of one of the times? It is so funny. Yeah. Every single, this is okay. why I like asking because every single person says that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I did not like him that day. Like, <laughs> me and my mom were watching. I'm like, this is it. He's just going to pick up. The power of editing. It is so funny. It's, I guess, like I was probably telling myself a lie or something like that, or just trying to deny it. But every single person, my mom says that, like people that truly know me say exactly that too. And I'm just like, oh, really? Um, but for me, it was more so like, I got to see the real him after like our one-on-one, but when I got to see his family and see him interact with his family, I think that was just like a total game changer. Yeah, but it was... <laughs> It's so funny. Maybe I didn't, I try to deny it for so long. It's so weird. Why do we do that? (laughs) That is kind of, it's, that is kind of humorous. See, when I was like rewatching the first episode, I'm like, oh, there's Zach. Like they already have chemistry. Meanwhile, it was just like a quick shot of him. Like there was, (laughs) <laughs> like he smiled at her they are gonna end up together Just look gonna end it. up together. So funny. it's funny the stories we like build in our head right we really do it's comical <laughs> i love seeing how like everybody reacts to it because i'm like what no that didn't even happen it's so funny that's too funny well you're a california girl but you've moved to new york at least i guess well maybe we don't know where you are right now but how are you enjoying the the east coast have you gotten even a chance to be there for much of it be there for a while or yeah so I got there on Christmas day or um Christmas Eve so that was really cute we spent Christmas in New York which was amazing so I was there for a couple of months and I got to experience like a true winter which was great um was that your first winter I mean, I used to live in um, Mammoth for a hot minute, so I did experience snow in winter, but like winter in the city where like things are still going (laughs) (laughs) as opposed to like living in the mountains. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, like winter in New York gets um, some, the Pristo is pretty when it falls and then like an hour later it is not so pretty. This is so gross. Like, (laughs) why do we like this? Totally. Yeah. It's very different, but I absolutely love New York. I am so obsessed. I've wanted to move there, to be honest, for a couple of years now. You know, I was supposed to be there right before the pandemic, 
but I'm glad I didn't. Someone close to me had said like, maybe you should just wait a little bit. Like work might pan out a different way. And I said, okay, thank God I didn't move. Cause then I would have been stuck in my apartment for a year, but yeah. it, again, divine timing, it happened the way it was supposed to. And now I'm living with them. And I love the East coast. I might be a West coast girl, but like East coast is really giving them a run for their money. I'll tell you that much. It's nice to like mix it up. And I'm sure too, like as the city, once you get back, like as the city becomes more alive again, post pandemic will even be more enjoyable for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I feel like we haven't really been able to do too much because of the pandemic. Right. We've been able to explore a little bit because they have like restaurants on the streets and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I can't wait for spring and I can't wait for summertime in New York. It's going to be amazing. So fun. Um, We know about your new gig now Mm -hmm. on you know, the news, we don't know about it, but we know about it. We, we <laughs> learned on after the final rose that there was going to be two bachelorettes, which is super exciting. Obviously more content, the better, especially if we're going to be stuck inside again. But so Katie and Michelle, and then you and Caitlin Bristow will be co-hosting. What can you say about being a co-host? Like this is an awesome gig. I'm sure you're just, it's going to be so fun for you. What can you say so far? Um, what is life? How about that? Does that work? Okay. (laughs) Because I don't know how everything shakes out is such a blessing, but I feel so in my element right now. I mean, I'm kind of like the mentor that I wish I would have had, you know, being the bachelorette. Um, it's just different. It's just different being able to talk about what you're going through to women that understand what you're going through. You know what I mean? I never really had the luxury to even contact bachelorettes before I became the bachelorette. Usually you kind of know, you know, you have like a month or so. I didn't. So I didn't even know what the heck I was doing. Like, obviously I knew I gave out the roses at this point, but like what else I was doing? I don't know. I had to literally figure it out myself. So when I did have like girls like Jojo or Rachel, like come see me on my season, it meant the world. And it was just so fun picking their brains. So yeah, the job I have now is, um, I love it. Sweet gig, a sweet gig. And we love Caitlin too. I feel like one of you posted this like video of you getting down and dancing the two of you. And I'm like, if this is what this season is going to be about, like I am here for it. I'm telling you right now is the duo you never knew you needed, but you're going to be, it's, we're a hot mess express, but like also it's, I truly have abs because I laugh so much. It's, it's so good. It's so good. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Another fellow Canadian. So now I see you're talking about, you definitely are recognizing Canadian accent everywhere it's around you, right? Yes, I really do. (laughs) And again, that's why I said, you guys are all very quirky, but that's why I love you. Like it's just so different. It's fun. I love it. Well, and you know, you know, you've talked a lot about like this divine kind of power and like brought you here and, and all that, like who would have thought, right? I mean, a year I guess, would it have been a little, about a year ago, you were probably single in lockdown looking for a relationship. Is that, is that my timing right there? Yeah. I mean, cause yeah, yeah, right? I was definitely single. So ago. like how quickly like life could change such a, I think such a, 
you know, if the fairy tale is, is obviously that you've, you know, found Zach, but I think there's also like a fairy tale there of, you know, especially right now when it is a really hard year, like a lot can change and a lot of good can happen in a year. Yeah. So for those of us that maybe are not living our best life right now, like you are. (laughs) Oh no. Well, we, yeah, we're, we're not here in Canada quite yet. Not, we're not there yet. Maybe by, maybe by the next couple of months, we'll see. But what kind of advice, like, would you give to that? Is it trust in the universe? Like, what what is that advice for those of us out there? If it's meant for you, it's going to come for you. You're not missing anything right now. You're not missing anything. It's going to happen. Um, but also at the same time, this is such, I mean... My thoughts in the beginning of quarantine was, oh my gosh, I'm going to organize my entire place. I'm going to become such a better me. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to learn how to cook. <laughs> yeah, right. That went out the window after the first like two weeks. Okay. But I guess like right now, like is you're never going to have this time again to yourself as like you are now. You know what I mean? So make small goals for yourself and like try and accomplish those. It's, I don't know things that you want to work on things that if you want to like learn how to journal, like that's kind of something I like started picking up. If you want to find a little bit more, I don't know, time to do like workouts at home, like try to do it, but just not be too hard on yourself. We're all human and we're going through a lot of things right now that will our emotions change daily. Okay. <laughs> and it's so bad. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really making sense right now. I feel like I'm blabbering. No, you're right. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. Like, I think, I think what you're saying, and I don't want to put, you know, put the words in your mouth, but I was reading an article the other day where it's like, it's enough that we're surviving right now. Yes. And so if, if one day you're having a great day and you get that great workout and you go for the run, you like kill it at work great, but be okay. If the next day you're sitting on the couch watching reruns of the bachelorette, 100%, like there is no rhyme or reason. You're not doing anything right or wrong right now. Truly. Okay. So I know you guys have a couple more, couple more months. I'm going to say three more months, but again, you're not missing out on anything. We're definitely surviving, not not thriving at least like that is the vibe right now. same time I I do look back and I'm like shoot I wish I would have done so many more things during quarantine and you know what I mean like you just have to kind of like it's just a reality check you're gonna be thriving in a couple of months no big deal yeah well that's why Allie and I are drinking our gin and you're just having water (laughs) I wish water acceptable you know what I mean and here we are and we're living our best see you are living your best life we're living our best quarantine life. Oh man. Well, Tisha, you are honestly like the highlight of the day to talk to Aww. such a bright spot. Thank you so much for chatting with us. I mean, I think we all know where we can find you, but do you, do, is there a release date yet for when things are coming out or anything that you want to share in terms of dates or anything that we should be looking out for? Bachelor airs June 7th, which I'm very, very, very excited for. As well as what else? I don't know. My life changes on the daily. So find me on my Instagram or find me on my podcast, Clickbait. Every Thursday, we have a new episode. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that's it. I guess Instagram makes it easy for us to keep up with you. So we'll be tuning in there. Thank you so much. You're, again, such a joy. Thank you for tuning into this conversation. We will have a brand new one on a brand new topic every Monday. 
If you were intrigued by anything in our conversation, we encourage you to talk about it. Tell a friend, post on social media, take action in your very own way. Subscribe to get the newest episode at your fingertips as soon as it drops. Until next time, check out Style Canada, a disruptor in the media for its community of inquisitive style seekers. You can find us at style.ca or on social media. Just like this podcast, Style Canada is not just about style. It's about living a lifestyle that leaves people open to evolution and opportunity. This episode was hosted by Elise Gasparino, produced and edited by Alia Ballas. The music credit goes to Raspberry Music and was brought to you by Style Canada. Style Canada.